BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Let me in. Oh, people at home! Oh, you Bit of the bubbly. The Monday night Messiah. For the love of God, stay away from the different dogs. Move to the music, Gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tony. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas. And I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team. Never one third of the DWI podcast. He's a scientist. It's DPP. I feel like we're a couple weeks away where I'm going to have to change this intro from Big E saying people at home. Because we're going to be back on the road again, so I'm very excited. That is definitely your department, sir. I don't. You don't have to run that by anybody. Let's welcome <laughs> in the third member of the DWI podcast. You know him as a funky, fresh trickster. He is the trivia wizard himself, AJ Belaz. I couldn't have said that better myself, though, Dan. You know, since we're going to be on the road again, just can't wait to get on the road again. But, yeah, we we are actually getting closer and closer to that traveling mark where there's going to have live shows in different cities. It's a few weeks away, baby. I feel like this is going to be a singing podcast with that kind Today? of start. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh. We'll see. And me, and me without 279 and me the musical? And me without my dance breaks. <laughs> no dance break? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't. Do you really want me to grab one? I could get one. Maybe. I mean, it's been we a can. Long time since we dance breaked. Dance break? 
I'm not. I don't know if I'm loose enough yet to dance break. Why don't we play What You Drinking while I see if we can stretch out for a dance break? Right. Oh, there we go. Drink it in, man. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Pour my beer down the sink. I've got more in the trunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. Fuck you, I'm drunk. And I'm going to be drunk till the next time I'm drunk. All right, gentlemen. I am, uh, well, it's, it's a... It's, Barely quarter after 11 here, and while I don't have a whole hell of a lot to do today, I wasn't planning on getting completely wasted to start the day. I do want to tell you we were recording on Friday and into Saturday tomorrow, but I'm looking forward to watching the England and Scotland match today for Euro Cup. That's on at uh, 1.30, 2.30 Eastern, and I'm going to watch the secondary commentary from our buddies Tanner, Matt, and Mags over at Radio Techers, so... Get with them all weekend. They do a great job. They're always fun. They'd like to chat along with you. So I currently am drinking a Miller Lite. It's a fine Pilsner bill, if you will. I've got the time, and they've got the beer. AJ, what are you drinking? Well, uh, speaking of, you know, England and all that, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's actually 5 o'clock over there right now. So we're allowed to drink, especially if we're going to watch that Premier League. But uh, there's so many. Oh, whoa, 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 what the that dude? Oh. Oh, 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 yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, there's no Premier League. Hold on, dude. Don't, yeah, don't, don't mess it up. You know, don't. don't I, mess it now I'm gonna have bags like going to my Europe, DM and say, yeah, what you're, you're on the European shit list now. You just called Euro Cup the Premier League. Completely different. Completely different. Well, good thing you that drink, I'm not, stick to your beer. I was about to say, thank God I'm not drinking a European beer. Uh, so many wrestling stories usually revolve around some Modelo's because it's usually called the low-calorie beer that all the guys drank in the back in the 90s there's so many scott hall stories about it it's not even funny but i looked at it i said screw it might as well get some modello and have a little bit of fun there you go negra it looks like no mm-hmm. modello. excellent i think that's the better of the two i could tell you that listening to an old stone cold steve austin podcast where he had scott hall on uh, well i was cutting the grass and i haven't cut the grass in a while so that's how long it's been since i listened to any podcasts but Paul said that Hogan and his writer, he would have two, like, garbage cans that you take down to the curb. He'd have two brand new gar- garbage bags filled with ice and Miller Lite. Jesus. So, that he became a Miller Lite guy. Hogan also said, hey, you got a big mid on you, so when you're driving down the road, a can is less conspicuous as a bottle. You just got to cover up the label. Yep. <laughs> DP, what are you drinking, or what are you going to be drinking at some point today? Well, yeah, I'm drinking a sparkling ice right now because it's too early for me. Unless I'm, unless I'm golfing. Um, so I will, at some point here, very shortly, I'm sure, uh, start drinking probably some Captain and Cokes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the day goes. We got a couple uh, different things at the uh, grocery store yesterday. Like, we bought one of those, did a random six pack thing, you know, but you can just, they have that. Um, little area where you have random beers and you can just make your own six pack. Sure. So we did that with a handful yeah, of different yeah. random stuff we've never tried before. So there was a point, uh, Bach that I'm interested in trying. And, um, dun, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't even know if that's Bach. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and We're the wrong people ones. to ask for that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I'm sure I'll dive into those soon here. Play some video games. Nothing wrong with that. 
All right, folks, before we get going here, I just want to take a pause for the cause. You're listening to the DWI podcast number 279 on ChairShot Radio Network, provided by thechairshot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back. DWI podcast here. DPP, AJ, PC, Alphabet Soup, if you will, given that, that moniker by one and only NWA Hall of Famer, Tommy Wildfire Rich. We appreciate that, brother. Hope you're doing well. Let me tell you guys about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Tons of great designs. You can get them shirts and soft style. Spend the extra five bucks. It's going to feel good on your epidermis. It's also going to make you look more aesthetically pleasing. Makes a great gift as well. TheChairShot.com. We always use our head. We appreciate that, too. All right, guys. DP, why don't we just stop dicking around here and let everybody know what's happening this week on the podcast known as DWI. Well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Second. Okay. Musical. Yeah. It's a musical. Second musical number of the uh, episode. <laughs> a big return to NXT and what that's going to mean down the road. Is there the secondary question there? Is there anybody else we could see returning to the WWE? I'm sure we're going to get a few thoughts from in your house. Hell in a Cell is indeed tomorrow. We got trivia and a last call, which we will be recording tomorrow as we record in two parts. The last call will delve into Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns and what happened on Friday Night SmackDown. DP, ring the bell. Samoa Joe, back in NXT. Everybody thought he would be the GM. I certainly did, but nope. He said, Regal, you don't go nowhere. I am just going to choke people out for you. What do you guys think? (laughs) It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I didn't want to see Regal go. I think he's... He's really good in that role. He's he's just awesome as a GM. He's a great character. You know, so I like the fact that Joe's just gonna be the enforcer. Who's just yeah. I would love to see him just there's a battle's going on, he just grabs somebody, chokes him out, and they keep doing that for a long time. I don't know if he's ever gonna come back and really wrestle. I mean it seems like he should, but again, it's if he's gonna be cleared, you know, health wise, you know, to do it, but um, having him as just the enforcer out there, like keeping the peace, like you don't want to start fucking around. I'm right here. Let's do something. I, I kind of love that. I think that's awesome. And let Regal be the GM and him just be the, the muscle. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm definitely in the same ship where, you know, seeing seeing Joe come back and he's actually making sure Regal stays himself where, you know, it's, I, I demand order. I demand respect and everything. And now with NXT, just being pure chaos, as they said, where carrying cross is like, yeah, I'll fight everybody. Just, just, I don't care. I'll defeat them all. I want you to say that I'm better than everyone. Joe comes back out. Basically punks cross the entire time where it's just like, I'm not going to be GM but I'm going to make sure things are back in order. Now, what the hell are you doing, uh, doing still in this ring? 
And I'm like, oh, Joe means business. There's going to be a match down the line. You know that for a fact. They'll find a way to make sure he has another match. Because everyone wants to see Samoa Joe put in that coquina clutch one more time. Starting knocking the teeth out of people. I kind of want to hear uh, Joe's going to kill you uh, chant in the crowds a little bit, too. I'm not going to lie. Well, it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, everybody, including Samoa Joe, wants him to get back in the ring. He's going to have to continue to pass those tests, though, right? I mean, there's a reason he wasn't let back in before, and maybe for its own good. You would hate to see his entire career cut short because he got back in the ring when he didn't, because obviously he can still be an on-air talent and be a big part of what's going on without even getting back in the ring. That being said, yeah, I mean, come on. There's a, there's a ton of great matchups for him in every single wrestling ring in every single federation around the world. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, Joe went to MLW. Awesome. Oh, Joe went to NXT. Awesome. Oh, Joe went to Japan. Awesome, right? There isn't a place Joe can't wrestle and get over and be over just because he is one of those guys that's pretty much done it all already. He has that credibility on top of it. So, yeah, I like the swerve there. Hey, maybe it maybe it, can, can Regal still wrestle? Will we see a Joe and Regal match? Down? I, okay, never mind. Now yeah, we're that, that that's a little more yeah. hope than anything. We're, we're getting into booking by Tony. So, yeah, <laughs> thoughts on the In Your House pay-per-view? Let, let's go there. Uh, before I ask the secondary question, how did you guys think that Fatal Five Way worked out? Because I, I don't know, it was it was okay, it was sloppy at the same time. It was just a lot of people for no reason. I, otherwise, I think the majority of the card was pretty decent in my opinion. Okay, I guess, I guess me since crickets. I actually liked the Fatal Five Way. Like it, it actually showed more. Um, it showed that Cross is a little more. It stopped with the finger puppets. <laughs> it showed that Cross was a little more patient, and he made sure that uh, things went his pace, his way. Because everyone did like their signature moves. They made a comeback. Gargano did one final beats. Dunn did X plexes and bitter ends all over the place. Adam Cole super kicked the world. Kyle O'Reilly went out and put grapple holds on everyone. Karrion Cross just kind of like got knocked out, but he didn't exert himself. So I actually really loved it where it was like, it's showing Cross as being more patient and methodical instead of just, yeah, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and like wear myself out faster. No, I, I liked it actually. The thing that probably just annoyed me the most was that entire after exchange with Zaylee because I, I didn't know that NXT invested in Mortal Kombat. Ah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it because I hate it. <laughs> um, you know, our uh, our fearless leader Greg DeMarco put out a put out a note shortly after that, and while I was watching it, I was, I had the same exact thought. Is he just? And we'll go back to the musical because every time when that match was going on, all I could think of is one of these things just doesn't belong. <laughs> One of these things is different from the other one. Carry across. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other by the time I finish this song? 
I can before the song's over, and that is Carrion Cross. You're welcome. That was beautiful. Yeah. Just didn't just didn't do it for me. Like you could like the whole match was he just didn't fit into this whole thing. He doesn't really fit into the guys they have at the top of the list for NXT right now. Like he could have some good matches, I think, with you know, them individually, you know, with the with the styles clash. You're welcome, AJ. Where, you know, they're two different styles going at it one on one. But when you have four of these guys and you throw Karen Cross out of the ring and then it's all of a sudden it's just spot fest and everything going crazy and then he comes in and it's just it's just awkward just didn't work for me. I, I just I didn't like that style. I didn't like the way they put that together. I certainly probably could have done a lot better. I'm not saying Karen Cross is bad, but they basically destroyed him on the mic and po- pointed out all his flaws before the pay-per-view and then expo- and then brought those flaws to life and made him look bad in my opinion. I think he's better fit somewhere else or just not in this type of match, just not for it's not his match. So what's his valet is Scarlet, right? Yep. Yes. So Chris will tell you that they took all the sexy away from her and that's one of the problems. And then I'll tell you that any momentum that you thought he had when he had won the first time and got injured, he lost and never had it coming back. He he didn't look as big as he was. And to me, like his style is not NXT. I've agreed with that all along. I he's just been unimpressive to me since coming back from injury. We'll see what kind of different things they'll do with him on the main roster. I would imagine once that belt comes off of him, he's up probably within two weeks, right? I I would love to see Pete Dunne get that belt. I think he's one of the best workers down in NXT. Uh, You know, give him a chance to get himself a little bit over more on the mic. Like, hey, sink or swim here, right? there's There's a line of guys for him to defend that title against and be successful and make him look really, really good down there. So that's something I would like to see. Uh, MSK looks great. I love that they're getting to be themselves. And Bronson Reed, to me, is a future main eventer on the on the main roster. I think that guy, he has it. He's got the look. He can move in the ring. And I think he's becoming more of himself on the mic as well. DP, you look like you were disagreeing or, or, or had to fart. I'm not sure what you <laughs> I was going to say, he's like Probably chomping both. at the bit. No, it was funny because I had when I saw Bronson Reed's look, I swear to God, he looked like Tugboat from back in the day. And I all said I, I, messaged I, I think a he young, powerful did. DeFalco, and DeFalco liked that. Did you really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Did you see? Um, Good. Did you see uh, on WWE Treasure Hunters the Brutus the Barber Beefcake one? I didn't watch that one yet. The Dream Team. I didn't watch that one yet. When when they show that one, one of the clips they show of of the barber cutting people's hair is when he cut Frank's hair. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Oh, I definitely have to go watch yeah. that. Oh. Ah, that's hilarious. But I thought, yeah, I thought, you know, Bronson Reed's another guy that just doesn't, I, I think, doesn't really fit in there either. I think, like you said, I think he'd be better off on the main roster, too. And I'm like, put him with Otis and make them the old Earthquake and Typhoon tag team that just goes and brutalizes people. It could be a lot of fun. But, yeah, same way. Like, Bronson Reed's got a hell of a lot of talent for a big man that can move. Again, another guy that could be doing bigger things. I mean, I know they're slowly working his way up, but. I I, uh, I I thought he was awesome. I just I just funny that you had the same thought. I didn't see that tweet, but yeah, <laughs> first time I saw him when he came out, I'm like, dude, that's tugboat. <laughs> yeah, I think they said. I think he actually did say. I don't remember if it was tugboat or it was earthquake that he was. Uh, 
putting inspiration to for his gear, but yeah. no, they looked really good, and I'm fairly certain, I'm pretty sure we talked about it last week when we were making predictions that this is looking like the end of Logato del Fantasma, where Joaquin and um, oh God, Mendoza. I brought, thank you, and Mendoza, um, they're, they're just not pulling their weight. Like Escobar's, yeah, he's he's title hungry. He wants gold. He just had the cruiserweight title, and then he lost it. Now he's going for the North American, and you know he needed the help of the other two, and lost it that way too. So I I feel like this is going to be the breakup for Legado del Fantasma, and it's weird because about what three four months ago in NXT we had like nothing but stables, and now we're down to like one. Maybe two. <laughs> I don't know. Well, one last thing I want to get to, and I know AJ has a few ideas because he's already put them out there, but. <laughs> we have a brand new million dollar champion, and his name is L.A. Knight, dummy. Yeah. Go ahead, AJ. I know this is you're right up here in your wheelhouse. Uh, yes, yes, because uh, if you're if you don't know what Tony was talking about a little bit earlier, go check it out on thechairshot.com. I made uh, my million dollar ideas that I have they can do with the million dollar belt. Since typically it's not a sanctioned belt, they can. I I kind of dabbled with a few ideas for it and. Hopefully it's not just, hey, we're going to make Cameron Grimes a face, LA Knight's big heel because he beat down a legend and stole a legend's belt. I, I love the fact that they're incorporating the Million Dollar Championship as a story, but I want to see more done with the Million Dollar Championship. I don't want to have a rehash of DiBiase and Virgil because I heard that was like getting floated around somewhere. Or it's just a way to make a story go, and then it's going to be like Ted Jr., where it's like, oh, yeah, I have the belt. Now what? Well, if they're going to run the DiBiase and Virgil thing, the next step would be Cameron Grimes saying, I got screwed, I want a rematch, and and LA Knight says, okay, but if you lose, you have to be my Virgil. Yeah, that makes sense. like that. Shitty, but makes sense. I like that. I was thinking that, like, is there is there somebody that you can give L.A. Knight as a valet that's coming up that could be the Virgil character or something that, you know, carries the belt and holds all his shit and carries his gear? I like the idea of Cameron Grimes being being the bag boy, basically, for a little while. Going and from the frustrated. Top of the world going from the moon. Shooting the moon to shit in the bed. There you go. <laughs> there's, there's a and if we don't there. have a title, there it is right there. <laughs> Shoot the moon to shit in the bed. <laughs> oh, that's been your in-your-house coverage here on the DWI <laughs> Podcast. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, DWI Podcast number 279. You have the triumphant trifecta of triangular podcasting with you, AJPC and DP, Alphabet Soup, full-flavored, wildfire, if you will. 
head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. We we appreciate it. We do. Once you hit buy and you know it's on its way, just sit back, close your eyes, and imagine me just appreciating the hell out of you. Makes a great gift as well, I guarantee it. Don't look at me like that, Dan. It's a true story. Oh, someone just bought a t-shirt. I, I appreciate that. Ring the bell for that person. I love it. I love it. It's like a it's like when an angel gets its wings. You know, somebody buys a chair shot t-shirt, an angel gets its wings. Hope you're enjoying your weekend the chair shot way by always using your head today. Gentlemen, let's get into Hell in a Cell. Now, we do have the match happening last night, which we will talk about at the end of this podcast, DP and I. So we're going we're gonna to hold off on Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio uh, storylines here. But let's start with the other Hell in a Cell match for Sunday night. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. How are you guys feeling about this rivalry in general and where we're going right now? And could Lashley's time be up with the title, Drew? Adam? Shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, I was waiting for it. As soon as I, got, I heard you know, the, the McIntyre, I was like, it should be facing AJ Styles again. But anyway, yep. And his name's uh, got the right name there. I'll drink. I'll drink. I will. I'll drink. Also on my personal Skype. I'm not on We've been doing that. I just, yeah, man. We were headed for that. show. This show was headed for an Emmy until that. You know that. This 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 episode was Emmy worthy until then. Son of a bitch. Uh, Give me a drink. We're not even at trivia yet. Oh. But. I, I've always liked the feud. They're two great wrestlers. They really are. I've watched them since you know they had basically the same type of feud in TNA when Bobby Lashley was walking Armageddon and Drew McIntyre was just like the defiant one that was in the ring. It's so played out, though, is the problem. It. I get it. This is like you have your you have the flagship champion that made sure the pandemic era went as well as it did in Drew McIntyre now that you moved on to Bobby Lashley oh yeah let's just keep trying to rehash this and make this slow burning fire dead I'm it's a hell in a cell match so I'm happy about that I really am but it this has been going on for like four months already I'm I'm kind of done with it and if you haven't watched if you haven't watched Impact, it's been three months. If you have watched Impact in the past, it's been seven damn years. Yeah, um, I'm kind of done with this feud. I mean, I'm glad this is going to be the end of it. I think we kind of knew this was going to kind of be the end of it anyway. When the uh, pay per view was first being told it was going to be Hell in the Cell, that's usually your you know your end of feuds type of match. So. I'm glad they'll be done with it. The fact that this is last chance to go after the title when Bobby Lashley holds it is basically telling me that Bobby Lashley's going to win this um, by hook or by crook. I imagine McIntyre's big thing is we're doing it in Hell and Cell, so there's no interference. I kind of believe there's going to be some interference then. Maybe there's somebody new coming in that'll uh, take out McIntyre, or maybe it'll just be another MVP you know, interference type of thing. Well, we've been seeing the interaction between Kofi and MVP. Do you guys think we see a Kofi heel turn at some point? Yes. I would love to see them both, both New Day characters, but I don't think so. I think they're going to split up. I'd like to see Kofi join in and have a heel turn. 
yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the Kofi heel turn joining Lashley and MVP. As long as you don't do the terrible idea that was said on Pod is War. That's all I care about. <laughs> what idea was that? It's the one that Andrew brought up. <laughs> well, you're going to have to be more specific because there's tons Go of terrible... Go is War if that's, if that's the case. <laughs> Can you just tell me? <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, but, I'm no. I'll go anyway, no. is War. <laughs> but with Kofi Kingston, I would... I would like to see the heel turn. You can't really make Xavier a heel with up, up, down, down going on. He has the G4 stuff going on as well, which is what Andrew brought up too on pod. So I I can see Kofi breaking off, branching out, and then you see Xavier kind of in the mid card or he's going to go do G4 again because everyone around our age kind of like G4 when it was out, you know? And who better to carry that flag than Xavier? You're not going to have someone be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, flip people off and beat the shit out of, like, people that everyone like. By the way, on G4, here's the new weekly games that come out. You know, it's... eh. Yeah. I mean, I've always felt, like, for the last couple months that the New Day have been almost heels. Like the way they're they're going, it's like they're kind of being heelish. The way they're kind of picking on people and doing shit in the ring. They were kind of cheating to win a lot of times and doing distractions for finishes to win. Like that's kind of heelish maneuvers too. So it's it. I feel like it's like it's been building to it in a sense. But I like the idea of Xavier Woods still being a babyface, especially with what he's got going on. And um, you know, Kingston and, and Xavier could have a feud for a little while, as well as Kingston and McIntyre. That gets them, you know, away from the title picture and can bring somebody else in to, to fight Bobby Lashley through the rest of the summer. I like that idea. I like I like Kingston coming in and interfering. That's a good call. So if Lashley doesn't lose it here in Hell in a Cell and someone doesn't cash in their money in the bank on him, it's likely that he'd be walking into SummerSlam with this title. Who's his opponent at SummerSlam, right? Because if Cena is going to come back, it's already pretty much seen that it's going to be Roman, and especially with the words that Roman had for Cena and Rock, you know, oh, if I, they're great at what they do. If I was them, I wouldn't come back in the ring. I mean, that was just basically like feeding, feeding the IWC like, yeah, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. That remains to be seen. But hear me out. I mean, I think the thing everybody would love to see and build towards WrestleMania 38 would be, Brock Lesnar come back on Raw, beats Bobby Lashley in a match we've been waiting for for a long time, a a Lesnar and Lashley match for the title. That can ramp up as a rematch through the fall. Lesnar retains. And all all of a sudden, I don't know, let let Roman or Brock be in the Royal Rumble anyway and win it and have champion versus champion at WrestleMania 38 with Paul Heyman not knowing which one to support as he's been on both shows, getting burnt out doing the job of two men. That's uh, that is booking by Tony right there. That's for sure, and that would keep yeah, that keeps Heyman on two different shows. <laughs> he's he's managing the champion on both shows. That's uh, it's not a bad bit. I, I kind of like that. I I highly doubt we see it. I would love to, but I don't think that's going to happen. I see one guy that's a good possibility, maybe. Yes, yes. Why not Daniel Bryan coming back? 
he can't be on SmackDown. He can come back to Raw. Him and Lashley for the title at SummerSlam could be pretty pretty good, I think. That'd be a good feud to see. I would love to see Keith Lee, wherever he's been, come back. Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley could have a nice little feud there for a couple pay-per-views. You know, um, those are my kind of two picks right now. Yeah, I mean, I can see Heyman doing the whole, like, uh, I don't know who to go with, the Tribal Chief or the Beast Incarnate and all that. So I can see him doing that. I like the Daniel Bryan idea, too, because everyone loves Daniel and everything. But maybe there might be someone on NXT everyone kind of loves, would like to see just get that super shot, baby. I can see maybe Adam Cole getting a call up and kind of just being an ass, but... I don't think there are weights heavy enough he can hold in his hands while he's hanging upside down to get into that main event status picture for Vince McMahon. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong at all. But I'm pretty sure if, if for whatever ungodly reason he's going up against, say, Roman, especially on SmackDown, yeah, you're, if you want actually, like, entertainment, you'll have McAfee and his entire feud with Adam Cole... If if Vince wants ratings, that's how you get some ratings. All right, guys. Three women's matches are set. Both championships to be defended. Bianca Belair taking on Bailey, Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte, and a very interesting matchup between Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler. Let's start with the two championship matches. I thought Bailey's segment with Seth Rollins was freaking hilarious last week. Uh, the Ding Dong Hello Show was excellent. Bailey is just She's at the top of the mountain right now as far as women's wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. She's power ranking number one for me, period. End of story. Now, I don't see her winning the belt here. I think it's too early to take it off of Bel Air, but I could see Charlotte winning just because I've been unimpressed with Rhea. doesn't mean that that's going to happen. What are you guys' thoughts on either or one of or both of these titles changing hands Sunday? So I'm I'm agreeing on both accounts where... I think it's still too early for Bianca to lose it. She can face someone else on the roster, maybe even a call-up. Because, you know, we're kind of teasing that a lot with call-ups and a bunch of other things that could be going on. But I think Belair needs someone new, someone different to maybe dethrone her. But, yeah, I'm with you on Rhea, where I've just been more and more shrugging when it comes to her wrestling like something's off something doesn't make me think like oh yeah this is Rhea Ripley the dominant like eye catch basically that she was in NXT like something's very off and I can't put my finger on it yeah that's that's hard like and I think that may be part of the whole you know not having crowds and stuff like that you know we just we don't know how you know how the crowds are really going to react to her, and yeah, she's good in the ring, but yeah, like you said, it just everything seems awkward outside of it, or you know, just her being able to talk on the mic and her interactions with Flair just don't seem to jive. You know, don't don't have a good connection, I think, and maybe that's just part of it. Is just it's it's not working, and maybe with another uh, wrestler that it might be better. 
I, I don't see them taking the belt off of her yet. I mean, I think they, they still have an opportunity to do more things and flair chasing for the title is, is just as good too, um, rather than her having the belt. So I think this one's just going to keep on going. Um, maybe they got some big plans for SummerSlam with uh, maybe a triple threat, putting Asuka in there again. I think she's, you know, kind of that odds-out character that's on Raw that isn't fitting in with anything else either. Uh, for SmackDown, man, I love, yeah, I love Bailey. I, I think that heel, when she's been just nailing it as a heel, she's just been doing such a great job, and it's just getting better and better. I... As much as I love long title reigns, I could see him maybe hotshotting the title and giving it to Bailey, and then giving it right back to Belair maybe uh, in a month or two, maybe at SummerSlam or something, just to have a little bit of something different, or just to just to have her take the belt off or get her in chase mode. Maybe there's something they want to do with the live crowds to just see what they get as far as a reaction when when Belair would win or something like that. I don't know. Bailey with the title is is just fantastic. I think she did when she had the title before it was great. I think we're going to see Becky come back, win the money in the bank and challenge Bianca at SummerSlam. That's where I was going was I think we're going to see Becky Lynch come back. That's going to be your, your one that's going to come out and go against Belair and have that title match. Whether sooner or later, I don't know if it's going to be money in the bank, but sooner or later, it's going to be Becky Lynch coming back and going to SmackDown. Oh, sorry. Oscar could bet. Asuka could benefit going to SmackDown, and Raw and Charlotte Flair could both benefit from Sasha Banks heading over to Raw. I would love to mm. see some more Charlotte and Sasha. I don't know if anybody has better chemistry in the women's division than those two, personally, in my personal opinion, which is the only opinion I can give, to be honest with you. It's kind of the only opinion that matters. No. It That's just my opinion. opinion. I, I, was, I was about to say, just don't, don't feed his clout like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a very good assessment. Uh... Alexa and Shayna, what do you guys want to? I want to see. A, I want to see Alexa wrestle a wrestling match in the style. I know she's taken on all the fiend stuff and everything else, but I feel like she's made it her own. I like kind of the the quick glimpse we got of her uh, maneuvering uh, Nia Jax in the ring. What are you guys' thoughts here? Get your paranoia match or paranormal match out of the way because this is your last chance before we go back to live crowds and they're not going to be able to do it anymore. I, this is exactly what's going to happen. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think this is going to be a terrible use of cuts and paranormal shit and an Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. Um, because it's the last chance they get and they can't do it anymore. So I'm excited that that's going to be over. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the, I'm I'm in the same boat where it's kind of the reason why I got turned off from the Zia Lee match where it was oh uh, yeah we just have like Shao Kahn sitting on the fucking throne oh, oh well, there goes Earthrealm okay cool where again I understand that wrestling had a very soft spot with paranormal stuff especially with the Undertaker because it was new it was different it was exciting it was mysterious it was you can grab me a dictionary and I can find different words about it that are positive, but it's just played out. It's just not entertaining anymore. We all know it's goofy. We all know it's kind of blase, but what we're probably going to get is like you said, Dan, it's going to be like a paranormal match with a bunch of cuts. The it's going to be cinematic. I don't, I, 
I was about, is it even a freaking Hell in a Cell match? No. It's just no, the it's normal singles. singles it, yeah. Normal singles match, as I use my air quotes. Cinematic. So you're probably going to get, like, Lily in the corner or something like that to distract Shayna and Alexa Bliss wins because she harnessed the darkness and it's in this doll. Uh, I'm about as sports entertained as seeing uh, our favorite Raw competitor at the moment, Eva Marie. Lilla's going to get your ass. All right, I'm glad you said that, because the last thing I wanted to touch on was Eva Marie returns with... Anybody? Piper Nevin. Who? Piper Nevin. Wasn't that her name? Now, now, all the little... All the little IWCs out there, all the little internet wrestling community fans that don't know their elbow from an asshole got all up in arms that the announcers had no idea who that was. Well, folks, when you're going to bring someone in under a different name, you don't generally acknowledge the past that they've had, even if it's in your own company, because it looks like her ring name will be Dewdrop. And I'll tell you, I am here for this storyline 100%. I thought it was perfect. I thought there's no way in hell Eva's actually going to wrestle a fucking match that night. I want to see how long the streak goes. Eva keeps collecting wins and never gets in the ring because this is such a mean girls dynamic and it, it's got so much depth they could do with this. And Dewdrop or Piper or whatever we want to call her is excellent in the ring and she's playing the character to a T right out the gate. Yeah, I'm very happy that it's not Eva Marie wrestling because I thought that was a horrible idea. Um, and that was a nice swerve. That was a nice thing that they did there. And bringing her in and another uh, great women's wrestler will be awesome. And I would love to see a long, undefeated streak go Goldberg style and just go run through everybody. Give her some, you know, if you can get some women jobbers out there. You don't have to have her go through the main roster people, you know, and just have her win a ton of matches. I would love to see that. I think that's, I think it's awesome. Ah, uh, you might have Dynamite to Dynamite drop in, AJ. Ah, Lord of mercy. All right, anyway. There you yeah. go. Take two, yeah, action. There, yeah, there, there we go. Take two, action. Oh, no, we're live, buddy. This is live. Oh, no, that, <laughs> that was bad, too. Take three, action. Well, third time's a charm. But Piper, that, do drop. Take four, action. There it is. That's what I was going for. See, I know <laughs> Anyway, Piper... Dewdrop, she's been really good on NXT UK if you've seen her. So, I get she's a great talent to have. And yeah, I'm in the same boat where there was no way, no damn way that even Marie was going to wrestle at all. So, I'm glad they kind of incorporated a storyline where it's like, I'm gonna win, but I'm gonna get some help to do this. Yeah, that's gonna be a great idea. Gets more heat on her, which I'm pretty sure this is past X-Pac heat at this point. But, hey, if it works, it works. I'm not going to poo-poo it. I'm not going to turn a blind eyes. Looks like it could be entertaining. It could actually work. So let's see how that goes. All right. It should be interesting. We will, DP and I will come back after trivia and let you know what happened Friday Night SmackDown and what the circumstances are heading in to Hell in a Cell for Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. 
But before that, a word from one of our friends. Well, me. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Um, say words, AJ. Yeah. Time's up. Time's up, mutie boy. Uh, I swear to God, I have to remember how to use a mute button. Anyway, I have to take the role of Tunny here as well, because I got myself a beer. And the reason why I say that is because it's trivia time. Phenomenal funky facts. I don't know why I'm so off today. It's probably because I got like five hours of sleep and I've been awake for four hours, so... You woke up it's early. No, no one cares. I, I'm making an excuse for myself. Shut up, shush. I'm going to just drink more. Anyway, we all know the he fun game. Blue. Excuse me. <laughs> we all know our fun little game that we do. So just to make sure Tony doesn't get a little more angry and maybe shout something afterward. That's BS. I'm not even angry yet. Emphasis on that yet. So I'll be nice. PC Tony. Our good and faithful commissioner. Door number one, door number two, or door number three. Let's go with door number three, Blink. I got to tell you right now, my saddle, my receiver for the satellite reset itself for the second time. This morning once and now, just now. So I'm like, oh, crap, that could be. That could be bad if that keeps happening. All right, anyway, back to trivia. That's, that's bad news for that, 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 that sounds like you We're need to of... talk to whoever is your dish provider. I'm assuming it's Dish or DirecTV, but anyway. Uh, said so door number three. All right. So this one's got bonus points to it, too. So you get you get to have two points. Boni. How many world championships... Has Kevin Nash won 
in WWE, WCW, and TNA. World Brother. Championships. And then you can give me the amount of numbers that you think it is between the three. So how many reigns has he had as a world champion and how many from each of those three companies? And this time I'm not going to forget to, you know, turn on and off my mute button. I don't believe you. It's still solid red, not blinking red, so I'm muted. Alright, let's see these answers. Tunny says seven. Four WCW, two WWF, one TNA. Dan says six and two in each. So Dan was right on the amount of reigns. It is six. Kevin Nash is a six-time world champion. One-time WWF. One-time? Five-time WCW. Never won TNA. he never won it in TNA. That's what I thought. For a second, he didn't win TNA. I wanted to make it a little tricky. Come on. Shit. Ah, what can I say? I've been watching Loki, and I've been feeling attacked ever since I've been watching the series with all the trickster. <laughs> I haven't watched episode two, so let's get moving along here. I haven't watched any, so say... no spoilers. I'm not. I'm just... It's... He's the god of trickery. Just getting ahead of it, buddy! Fine, Dan! Door number one or door number two? <laughs> I think you know my answer. <laughs> yeah, I know you love a good goose. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the uh, name of the Saints running back in the mid two thousands? Oh, Deuce, Deuce McAllister. Anyway, <laughs> that's not actually the question. So, this one is kind of a folk tale, a little bit. How many rumored twelve ounces has Andre the Giant drank? There's two answers to this. If you can give me. One of the two, or around one of the two, it's fine. One's by Andre himself, the other's by Legends. Oh, boy. All right. Yes, Tony and I go ahead and pound down a couple of beers ourselves. Yeah. I think these are the two numbers I heard. Uh, this was on top of, like, a few bottles of wine and, like, a bottle of something else, too. Yeah, I don't remember. I just, I remember hearing... Like, he drank this amount of beers, and then other legends that heard about this is like, yeah, Andre said it was this many. We've seen him do this many. I could be off, though. If you're closer around to it. So. In that order. Rumored, Andre. Right. And Tony, I'm assuming the left is Andre, the, the bigger numbers um, rumored. What do we got? Who's Andre. the winner? So, by Andre's account, the most he's ever drank in one sitting is 119. Oh, and 102. Damn it. And by legends such as Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, and all the other guys have said they've seen him pound away 156 beers. 
Well, there you go. We That's a lot of beers. <laughs> That's We're probably off. about as many as we drink on a recording of DWI. Anyway. No, definitely not. No, God, no. You got here you tongue like kind of tongue. Anyway. So the last question. Static. Give two. I'll give two points for it, it for the correct answers because there's only two for this. Name the two most recent WWE superstars. They, they can be alumni a little bit, but they've been on WWE television for the past two years. I love how your questions are like so Magellan esque. <laughs> Got to make it fun. <laughs> So within like the past two years, these WWE superstars have also been in Madden games. Name the two superstars. In Madden well, it should be games. pretty easy. Well, I mean, come on. We just got Madden 22, the reveal. Oh, boy. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady as the uh, cover boys. So what better way than to All bring right. up a Madden question All right. and have two answers? of the most recent WWE superstars that have been in Madden games. Shit. Tony looks deep in thought. (laughs) We don't know the second one. I'll put more time on the clock, so if you want to do it again. No, I'm ready. No, I'm ready. Jesus, okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't know the second one, but... Guess. Let's just throw one out there. McAfee and Lesnar. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to count McAfee. What? Why? Why? He wasn't a Madden. He's done all 2010. (laughs) He wrestled a match. Fine, I'll give both points to Tunny. I'm also yeah, proud, I I'm also yeah. proud of the fact that, that uh what do you mean it's tied? You both oh, won. Total BS. Just no, Dan, Dan, Dan said Lesnar. <laughs> the uh the uh, I'll give it to you. I'm also proud of the fact that you didn't say Gronk since he's a twenty four seven champion. Oh damn it, oh, I didn't even think of Gronk Gronk. either. There were more than two points. There were more than two points because the other uh, answer Rain? wasn't Reigns in there. Reigns was in an NCAA. Ah, uh, okay. The other one was Baron Corbin when he was on the Cardinals for Madden 12. Oh, yeah, there you go. There the you go. worst, uh... the actual worst ranked player on Madden 12 was <laughs> Baron Corbin. <sighs> well, don't I feel like a tool, and it's time to go. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. I'll ask Carl alcohol. What do you mean it's let's go? What do you mean, what do I mean? Well, I lied. It's not the last thing. We got a few extra things to talk about. I already pulled back the curtain, told you we were recording on Friday and that we would be recording Saturday morning before we post as to give you an update on what happened on Friday Night SmackDown. 
One change to the card and two additions to the Hell in a Cell card is what we're going to get to before we talk about the Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown last night between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. DP, I thought it was a solid SmackDown, to say the least. I thought Personally, I thought Raw mm. and SmackDown have gotten better the last few weeks. I, you know, this is the first time I've watched SmackDown in, in a while, actually. So um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, other than catching a couple segments, you know, here and there that I watch, I, I really rarely watch it all the way through. Um, that was really good. I, you know, just the whole thing with Roman Reigns. I mean, that's been killing it forever, and right. everything. So I, yeah, that's awesome. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that shortly, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna kind of speculate on maybe why that that match wasn't on the pay per view and it was on Friday night on Fox. But before we get to that, that is the last call. You are listening to the DWI podcast on ChairShot Radio Network. Thank you for all your listenership. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash ChairShot, TheChairShot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Always use your head. DP, Bianca Belair defending the Women's Championship against Bailey is now a hell in a cell match. And I said it earlier in the podcast, to me, Bailey is at the top of the mountain as far as women's wrestling is concerned. I'm looking more so forward to this match now that it's in the Hell in a Cell. I'm glad, I'm glad we're going to get two Hell in a Cell matches on the card. What are your thoughts on this enhancement, maybe in this rivalry? As they could put out a classic HIAC match. Well, it, uh, well, you know, we expected that there was going to be at least another Hell in a Cell match. There usually always has two when it comes to this pay-per-view. So, um, you know, I was curious which one, what they were going to end up doing, you know, and... This is a good stipulation for this one too, because it it also kind of maybe signifies that this is the end of the feud. I know we talked earlier, like we said, you know, we we recorded the first half of this yesterday, and I thought maybe they'd do a quick you know title change with Bailey, you know, hot shot in the title. But it feels like if they're going to do Hell in a Cell, that this is kind of going to be the end of this feud, and we may not see any interference or anything like that now that it's Hell in the Cell. So I think they could put on. I mean. Their match alone, singles match, would have been, you know, phenomenal. But adding the Hell in the Cell, that gives it a little bit of an extra little, you know, flair that they can do some more things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do inside Hell in the Cell. Apparently, Bailey has been back at the Performance Center. Looks great. Looks as good as ever. Could we possibly be seeing some interference and start some kind of non-title Becky Bailey feud? You said Bailey was looking good, but I think you meant Becky. But yes, well, they're both looking yeah. good. But hey, I think Bailey's you know. looking real good lately too. Ding dong, hello, uh, <laughs> hello, hello, uh, McFly. Well, that's you know, and we we talked about that too. Like maybe we'd see Becky Lynch come back, um, you know, maybe Money in the Bank type of thing. But I think with it being Hell in the Cell, that maybe that's not going to happen uh, just yet, and they'll just have a good singles match and move on. Yeah, I think trusting Bailey with this type of match is expected and is smart. She's had plenty of gimmick matches, you know, and I use that word loosely as in not a regular, you know, rules wrestling match, you know, she and she's done them really well. Some of them with Sasha, some of them with other female talent. So let's see what she can do for Bianca Belair here. Two other matches were added. We're going to get Seth and Cesaro again, and we're going to get another matchup between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Thoughts on either one or both? We always love KO and Sammy going at it. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I hopefully hopefully they get some time now that they've you know now that it's six matches basically in this pay per view that I'm worried about time for some of these and obviously Hell in the Cell matches are going to get a little bit more. But man, KO and Sammy always can tear the house down. I always love watching them one on one. I'm excited for that match. Just doesn't need any stipulations. Doesn't need a title. Just have them go at it. It's going to be entertaining. Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I happy they're continuing that because you know Cesaro had his championship match I was worried he might just fall apart and go back down to you know obscurity like he's been but he's still getting kind of a high profile match getting in with Seth Rollins so they can still have him up at that echelon if they want to uh, I assume I'm thinking Cesaro's going to come out with the win because Seth Rollins doesn't need it and Cesaro getting a W here would be great and can continue to you know, stay at a higher level rather than kind of getting pushed back down again. Yeah, it's going to be kind of hard for that, though, because it's not like he's going to get back in line to face Roman Reigns when he's already failed at trying to capture that championship, right? They've done that already. So it's interesting. I could see Cesaro, maybe a money in the bank scenario there. I know we're going to start speculating on that as we move closer to that pay-per-view. You guys, though, want to hear us talk about Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. And let me tell you, we're going to do that right now. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is my yard now. So the tribal chief, the head of the table, accepts Rey Mysterio's challenge that he can't wait and he needs to get this done on SmackDown. They open the show with the cell Darn near dropped over the ring. Rey Mysterio in the ring. We get a nice promo. We're going to have to wait till the end of the show for the match. Two commercial breaks during this match. Okay, we saw some good stuff. I mean, Rey Mysterio always works well. Roman Reigns is the best wrestler in the world right now. He is inside of the best storyline in the world right now when it comes to professional wrestling. Why did this happen last night? Because this was their last chance to do this before they go back on the road. That's why this happened. Oh, oh, to not show you everything that's happening? To have uh, to give away a pay-per-view match on SmackDown because when they go back on the road, they're not going to have that Hell in the Cell sitting there in the back. At, you know, They're not going to be in the Thunderdome anymore. So you're saying that if this was going to be fans for pay-per-view on Sunday, that they would not have had that match on Friday. They would have held it to Sunday. That's what I think. That's my opinion, man. Because yeah, that's not that's not a bad one. I mean, one last gift to Fox. Yeah, that's what I feel like. It's just because they have all the equipment there in one place, and when they start traveling, they're not going to have it. They're not going to be carrying around Hell in the Cell with them all the time. No, I understand that. I mean, I guess what you're saying is, if they would have tried to do this on a different Friday night, they likely would have had SmackDown and the pay-per-view at two different venues, and they would have had to set the Hell in a Cell up in two different places. Okay, yep. coming full circle, thinking that through, that's that's not bad. I think one last gift to Fox, because I don't think you can sell a pay-per-view with people in attendance anymore and not have your top star there. Like, I don't think Roman is planning on being there at all on Sunday. There's no plans. From what I've heard, like, what we hear doesn't really mean jack shit, so make sure you tune in, because probably be wrong, and I won't cry about it, because it won't be the first or the last time. But isn't it also a way to let the rest of everyone else in the WWE kind of have a moment without Roman's shadow being there? Like, people, all they talk about when they talk about WWE and give positive 
feedback is basically Roman Reigns 90 plus percent of the time. You don't hear a lot of talk outside of people who are just overly sympathetic fans to some of the other talent that have their niche followings, right? So maybe now Bobby and Drew get to stand out a little more. Bianca and Bailey get to stand out a little bit more as opposed to we're all just waiting for the end of the night when Roman Reigns comes down to the ring. It's not a bad way either. I mean... But that thinking also falls in line with what you're saying is because I agree with you already that if there was fans in attendance, Roman would have had to have been on the pay-per-view. Yeah, because you're going to try, you're going to get your top stars on the pay-per-view to sell it, to have, to make people buy tickets to go see it and make people buy it on pay-per-view or whatever, or get the network, whatever you want to do, get Peacock. Peacock, sure. Uh, So, yeah, I think that all ties together. I think that's that's exactly why they're doing it. I mean, why not? Like when, when you don't have fans, you have the opportunity to do things like that where you can, yeah, you can have some other guys or girls stand out or have a longer match or whatever, because you don't have, you don't have to give the extra time to your top star Roman Reigns. So you can give extra time to these other, you know, matches and you know, it helps because you got other people can stand out. Other people get an opportunity. And yeah, right now you can do that, right? And this is probably your last chance to do that. (laughs) So it totally makes sense. Well, I can tell you, we are looking forward to the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It should be a really nice show. A lot of decent matchups on that card. I think for me personally, I'm looking forward to Shayna and Alexa. I hope they don't disappoint me. I hope they give us some time of them to having a wrestling match in the ring. I want to see Alexa explore that creepy crawly wrestling style character i think she was really good at it against naya dp which one are you looking forward to the most i honestly i'm looking forward to lashley and drew i think they're gonna this is gonna be a really physical hard-hitting match knowing that it's drew's last chance against bobby lashley adds that little extra stipulation that i think will make it a lot of fun and i still feel like there's gonna be some kind of interference in that match so kofi, i want to see what kofi, they do kofi interference Kofi interference. interference? I would love to see it. I think something like that's going to happen. I so, yeah. I really and I hope you're right about Alexa Bliss and Baszler. I'd like to see that actually be a wrestling match, but I'm. I obviously you heard earlier. I have a lot of doubts because this is again their last chance to do something like that in the ring where they can do their paranormal shit and all that kind of stuff with no fans. So, I think we'll get some weird stuff, but I'd love to see that and. They're obviously doing something with Reginald as well, having him kind of get caught in the trance that maybe he does something in this match too, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Sounds good. Uh, We're going to leave you folks with this. Trivia has already been done on this show for this week, but DP, here's a little stat for you regarding the NBA playoffs. We are having a Game 7 Tonight in the Eastern Conference semis and a game seven tomorrow in the Eastern Conference semis. 20 years ago, both Eastern Conference semifinals went to a game seven. Do you know who won those series in 20, 2001? 2001. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to say it was the Bucks as one of them because that would have been right around Sam Cassell, the big three. Uh, and the other side, boy, oh boy. Uh, my only guess would be the Lakers, but I don't think it was the Lakers. No, Eastern Conference. Oh, both Eastern Conference games? Both Eastern Conference teams. Oh, uh, Sixers. 
That's right. Will history repeat itself 20 years <laughs> later if the Bucks and Sixers both advance in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals? Be crazy. We shall see. All right, Fuck folks. Fuck you, Iverson in the NBA. You. you screwed us out of the finals, uh, you bastards. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I think the, the ref and Big Dog missing that 12-foot jumper, that didn't help. Yeah. And Scott Williams being suspended. Anyway, <laughs> we appreciate everybody tuning in for episode 279 of the DWI podcast. Make sure you're following AJ Belaz at Phenomenal AJB. Check out all his coverage and analysis right there on thechairshot.com. He does an excellent job. My name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you're going over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. DP. Well, you can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me, DPP, and make sure you're following a winner is you. We dropped a retro winner is you edition uh, the just the other day. So if you're listening to this one, go back and check it out. Uh, top 10 video games of all time. If you remember that one from episode 10. Uh, you can check that out on Twitter and Facebook at a winner is you. The letter you, a winner is you, where we always use our head. And we never forget that the cake is a lie, PC. Chair Shot Radio Network, we got you covered. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. And, of course, thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the chair shot way by always using your head. 279 down, 21 to go, or 20 to go until we get to 300 DP. But for now, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D. W. I. I think I'm just going to call AJ right now. He'll be hungover, probably sleeping, and I'll wake him up and go, This is PC Tommy! <laughs> wake up! Have a good weekend, folks. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.